Hi, and welcome to our Visuddhi Manga class. Um, for anyone who's new this week, we just go right down through and take turns reading. And we're on chapter 10 on page 321, starting at the beginning of the chapter. And Alcyone, I'm not sure if you have a mic set up. Are you able to read or would you prefer to listen this week? Okay, no, that's that's fine. We're glad you're here. Aurora, can you start us off? Yes, I can. Now, as to the four immaterial states mentioned next to the divine abidings, one who wants firstly to develop the base consisting of boundless space, sees in gross physical matter danger through the wielding of sticks, etc., because of the words, it is in virtue of matter that wielding of sticks, wielding of knives, quarrels, brawls, and disputes take place. But that does not exist at all in the immaterial state. And in this expectation, he enters upon the way to this passion for only material things, for the fading and cessation of only those. And he sees danger in it, too, through the thousand of afflictions beginning with eye disease. So, in order to surmount that, he enters upon the fourth jhana in any one of the nine casinos beginning with the earth casino and emitting the limited space casino. Now, although he has already surmounted gross physical matter by means of the fourth jhana of the fine material sphere, nevertheless he still wants also to surmount the casina materiality since it is the counterpart of the former. How does he do this? Suppose a timid man is pursued by a snake in a forest and flees from it as fast as he can. Then if he sees in the place he has fled to a palm leaf with a streak painted on it or a creeper or a rope or a crack in the ground, he is fearful, anxious, and will not even look at it. Suppose again a man is living in the same village as a hostile man who ill uses him and on being threatened by him with a flogging and the burning down of his house, he goes away to live in another village. Then if he meets another man there of a similar appearance, voice, and manner, he is fearful, anxious, and will not even look at him. Here is the application of the smiles. The time when the bhikkhu has the gross physical matter as his object is like the time when the men were respectively threatened by the snake and, the, and by the enemy. The time when the bhikkhu surmounts the gross physical matter by means of the fourth jhana of the fine material sphere is like the first man fleeing as fast as he can and the other man's going away to another village. The bhikkhu's observing that even the matter of the casino is the counterpart of that gross physical matter and he's wanting to surmount that also is like the first month seen in the place he had. To the palm leaf Re reflect to the palm leaf with the streak painted on it 
etc. And the other man seeing the man who resembled the enemy in the village he had left. And the unwillingness to look owing to fear and anxiety. And here, the smiles of the dog attacked by a boar and that of the Pisachka glowing and the mind and the timid man should be understood too. I did not know there were goblins in the Visudimaga. So when he has thus become disgusted with dispassionate towards the Kasina materiality, the object of the fourth jhana, and wants to get away from it, he achieves mastery in the five ways. Then on emerging from the now familiar fourth jhana of the fine material sphere, he sees the danger in that jhana in this way. This makes its object the materiality with which I have become disgusted and it has joy as its near enemy, and it is grosser than the peaceful liberations. There is, however, no comparative grossness of factors here, as in the case of the four fine material jhanas, for the immaterial states have the same two factors as this fine material jhana. When he has seen the danger in that, find material fourth jhana, jhana in this way, and has ended his attachment to it, he gives his attention to the base consisting of boundless space as peaceful. Then when he has spread out the kasina to the limits of the world sphere, or as far as he likes, he removes the kasina, materiality, by giving his attention to the space touched by it, regarding that as space or boundless space. When he is removing it, he neither folds it up like a mat nor withdraws it like a cake from a tin. It, simply, it is simply that he does not advert to it or give attention to it or review it. It is when he neither adverts to it nor gives attention to it nor reviews it, but gives his attention exclusively to the, the, exclusively to the space touched by it regarding that as space space that he is said to remove the cut remove the casino and when the casino is being removed it does not roll up or roll away it is simply that it is called removed on account of his non-attention to it his attention being given to space space this is conceptualized as the mere space left by the removal of the kasina, or materiality. Whether it is called space left by the removal of the kasina, or space touched by the kasina, or space secluded from the kasina, it is all the same. He adverts again and again to the sign of the space left by the removal of the kasina as space, space, and strikes at it with thought and applied thought. As he adverts to it again and again, and strikes at it with thought and applied thought, the hindrances are suppressed, mindfulness is established, and his mind becomes concentrated in access. He cultivates that sign again and again, develops and repeatedly practices it.
as he again and again adverts to it and gives attention to it in this way. Consciousness belonging to the base consisting of boundless space arises in absorption with the space as its object. As a consciousness belonging to the fine material sphere did in the case of the earth casino and so on. And here too, in the prior stage, there are either three or four sensual spheres, sphere impulsions associated with equanimous feeling, while the fourth or the fifth is of the immaterial sphere. The rest is the same as in the case of the earth casino. That is, however, the difference. When the immaterial sphere consciousness has arisen in this way, the bhikkhu, who has been formerly looking at the casino disc with the jana eye, finds himself looking at the only space after that sign has been abruptly removed by the attention given in the preliminary work, thus space, space. <clears throat> He is like a man who has plugged an opening in a covered vehicle, a sack or a pot, with a piece of blue rag or with a piece of a rag of some such a color as yellow, red or white, and is looking at that. And then when the rag is removed, by the force of the wind or by some other agency, he finds himself looking in space. Text and commentary. And at this point, it is said, with the complete surmounting samatikama of perceptions of matter, with the disappearance of perceptions of resistance, with non-attention to perceptions of variety, Aware of unbounded space, he enters upon and dwells in the base consisting of boundless space. Herein, complete is in all aspects, or of all perceptions, without exception, is the meaning. Of perceptions of matter, both A, of the fine material jhanas mentioned here under the heading of perception, and B, of those things that are their object. For A, the jhana of the fine material sphere is called matter. In such passages as possessed of visible matter, he sees instances of matter. And B, it is its object too that is called matter in such passages as he sees instances of visible matter externally, fair and ugly. Consequently, here the words perception of matter, rupa sanya, literally matter perceptions, in the sense of perceptions about matter, are used a for fine material jhana, stated thus under the headings of perceptions. Also b, it has the label sanya, matter, rupa, thus it is the jhana's object, is labeled matter, rupa sanya, which is meant for that matter, it is its name. So it should be understood that this is also a term for b, what is classed as earth kasina, etc., which is the object of that jhana. With the surmounting, with the fading away, and with the cessation, 
what is meant with the fading away and with the cessation both because of the fading away and because of the cessation either in all aspects or without exception of these perceptions of matter reckoned as jhana which number 15 with the five each of the profitable resultant and functional and also of these things labeled matter reckoned as objects of those perceptions which number nine with the earth casino etc he enters upon and dwells in the base consisting of boundless space for he cannot enter upon and dwell in that without completely surmounting perceptions of matter I can just interrupt. I think we've been skipping over Samantha. Um, Samantha, did you want to read 15? Okay, we'll check next time around. Thank you. 15, right? Uh, yes, please. Herein there is no surmounting of these perceptions, and one whose greed for the object of those perceptions has not faded away. And when the perceptions have been surmounted, their object ha- objects have been surmounted as well. That is why in the Vimanga, only the surmounting of the perceptions and not that of the objects is mentioned as follows. Herein, what are perceptions of matter? They are the perceptions perceiving perceivedness, in one who has attained a fine material sphere attainment, or in one who has been reborn there, or in one who is abiding in bliss there in this present life. These are what are called perceptions of matter. These perceptions of matter are past, surpassed, surmounted. Hence, with the complete surmounting of perceptions of matter is said. But this commentary should be understood to deal also with the surmounting of the object, because these attainments have to be reached by surmounting the object. They are not to be reached by retaining the same object as the first and subsequent subsequent jhanas. Uh, page 324.16 With the disappearance of perception of resistance, perceptions of resistance are perceptions arisen through the impact of the physical base consisting of the eye, etc., and the respective objects consisting of visible objects, etc., and this is a term for perception of visible objects, and so on, according as it is said. Here, what are perceptions of resistance? Perceptions of visible objects, perceptions of sounds, perceptions of odors, perceptions of flavors, perceptions of tangible objects. These are called perceptions of resistance. The complete disappearance, the abandoning, the non-arising of these ten kinds of perceptions of resistance, that is to say, of the five profitable resultant and five unprofitable resultant, causing their non-occurrence is what is meant. Of course, these are not to be found in one who has entered upon the first jhana, etc., either. For consciousness at that time does not occur by way of the five powers. Still, the mention of them here should be understood as a recommendation of this jhana for the purpose of arousing interest in it. Just as in the case of the fourth jhana, 
there is mention of the pleasure and pain already abandoned elsewhere. And in the case of the third path, there is mention of the false view of personality, etc. Already abandoned earlier. Or alternatively, though these are also not to be found in one who has attained the fine material sphere, still their not being there is not due to their having been abandoned. For development of the fine material sphere does not lead to fading of greed for materiality, and the occurrence of those fine material jhanas is actually dependent on materiality. But this development of the immaterial does lead to the fading of greed for materiality. Therefore, it is allowable to say that they are actually abandoned here, and not only to say it, but to mean, maintain it absolutely. In fact, it's because they have not been abandoned already before this that it was said by the Blessed One that some is a thorn to one who has the first jhana. And it is precisely because they are abandoned here that the imperturbability of their immaterial attainments and their state of peaceful, peaceful liberation I mentioned. And the Alara Kalama neither saw the 500 cards that passed close by him, nor heard the sound of them while he was, while he was in the, an immaterial attainment. With non-attention to perceptions of variety, either to perceptions occurring with variety as their domain or to perceptions themselves varies. For perceptions of variety are also called for two reasons. Firstly, because the kinds of perception included along with the mind element and the mind consciousness element in one who has not attained, which kinds are intended here as described in the Vipanga thus. Herein, what are perceptions of variety? The perception, perceiving, perceivedness in one who has not attained and possesses either mind element or mind consciousness element, in one who has not attained and possesses either mind element or mind consciousness element. These are called perceptions of variety. Occur with respect to a domain that is varied in individual essence, with the variety classed as visible objects, sound, etc. And secondly, because the 44 kinds of perception, that is to say, 8 kinds of sense sphere profitable perception, 12 kinds of unprofitable perception, 11 kinds of sense sphere profitable resultant perception, 2 kinds of unprofitable resultant perception, and eleven kinds of sense-sphere functional perception. Themselves have variety, have various individual essences, and are dissimilar from each other. With the complete non-attention to, non-adverting to, non-reaction to, non-reviewing of, these perceptions of variety. What is meant is that because he does not advert to them, give them attention or review them, Therefore, 
Bhante, I had a question on 18 and 19. I remember reading that um, with the jhanas, the five hindrances are significantly lessened. Is that what it's talking about when it says that the um, the jhana is actually dependent on materiality, but the development of it does lead to the fading of greed for materiality? I'm sorry, I was I was away for a second there. Was that a question? It was, yes. I had a question on, um, on 18 and 19. I remember reading that um, achieving the jhanas le- lessens the five hindrances, and I'm wondering if that's what it's referring to with this um, passage about that the jhana is dependent on materiality, but the development of it does lead to the fading of greed for materiality. Well, the hindrances have now have been abandoned already. Um, I'm not really. He's he's talking about something else. I'm not really sure what he's referring to. That he can say that this does lead to the fading of greed for materiality. It's interesting. It must lead somehow indirectly. In this I situation. think it's a ruparagabante, maybe. I know, but why, why, why the, the development of the immaterial would actually lead? Because he's talking about, I think, the difference between samatha and vipassana. So somehow this is going to, I don't know, or he's talking about something else. It's an odd thing to say. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you, Sanka. And two things should be understood. Firstly, that their absence is stated here in two ways as surmounting and disappearance, because the earlier perceptions of matter and perceptions of resistance do not exist even in the kind of existence produced by this jhana on rebirth, let alone when this jhana is entered upon and dwelt in that existence. And secondly, in the case of perceptions of variety, non-attention to them is said because 27 kinds of perception that is to say, eight kinds of sense-sphere profitable perception, nine kinds of functional perception, and ten kinds of unprofitable perception still exist in the kind of existence produced by this jhana. For when he enters upon and dwells in this jhana, there too, he does so by non-attention to them also, but he has not attained when he does give attention to them. And here briefly it should be understood that the abandoning of all fine material sphere states is signified by the words with the surmounting of perceptions of matter and the abandoning of and non-attention to all sense sphere consciousness and its concomitants is signified by the words with the disappearance of perceptions of resistance with non-attention to perceptions of variety. Robin, just going back to your question, I guess one way it's easy to see what he's saying is um, it's really part of the attainment of the immaterial sphere is, is the perception of them as being more uh, refined than the material sphere. So there's two types of, of um, samatha jhanas. 
and there are the material ones and the immaterial ones. So up until this point, we've dealt with the material ones. This section deals with their, um, what do you call it? their, the thing that comes after them, uh, the, the, the immaterial spheres, which uh, are attained by observing or, or finding that the material is, is coarse. So when you find that the material is coarse and unrefined, there is a clear sense that that's going to change your perception about it. And so that could be what he's talking about. He's just saying, you know, the material jhanas don't help you overcome your attachment to material materiality. And materiality here is meant just in the most general sense possible that, that it includes even the first four or five jhanas. Um, but when you enter into the material, the immaterial spheres, it does actually change your mind about the about materiality because you start to prefer immateriality. It's not so. It's not vipassana, I think, but uh, somehow has to do with fading away of desire. That makes sense to me, Bhante. Thank you. Unbounded space. Here it is called unbounded. Ananta, literally endless, because neither its end as its arising nor its end as its fall are made known. It is the space left by the removal of the kasina that is called space. And here unboundedness or endlessness should be understood as referring to the attention also, which is why it is said in the Vibhanka, he places, settles his consciousness in that space. He pervades unboundedly, anantang, hence unbounded ananto space is said. I can just break in for one moment. Samantha, we, we haven't been able to hear you at all if you were trying to read. Um, if you can just go into your settings and make sure that your microphone is hooked up. Um, there's Up on top, there's a configure button, and just go in through the settings. And um, if you want to test it out, you know, go ahead when you get that set up, because we'd love to have you read along. Bhante, uh, I have a question. We, uh, I didn't notice that the Asanya sphere was covered under the fourth material jhana. Was it? Uh, Asanya tala, uh, the sphere of uh, no mind, just the body is there. That is attained uh, with the fourth uh, material jhana, right? The fourth jhana. I didn't uh, see it uh, dis- described here or the before this, the one uh, under the fourth jhana. What's your question? Uh, the question is, uh, uh, how, do, how do you get into uh, the asana sphere? I mean, this is describing how do you get to the immaterial spheres, but uh, that wasn't discussed here. I was wondering whether it is discussed elsewhere. If I remember correctly, there's a specific contemplate something like. Uh, you're cutting out quite a bit. Oh, hello, test, test. That's better. 
So there's some special meditation you practice whereby you see the immaterial as repulsive or something. I can't remember. It's a very specific. I think there's a lot of conflicting opinion about the Asanya Sattva. I see. Yeah, and uh, it is uh, attained based on the fourth jhana, right, Bhante? I don't know. Samantha, any luck with your mic? I think we heard you. Could you try that again? You may have to hold down on the key, whatever your push-to-talk key is, the whole time you're talking. I saw it for just a moment the icon turn, the little lips turn red there, the mouth turns red when a person is connected. Um, Aurora, can you read 24? Uh, yes, I can. Page 326-24. He enters upon and dwells in the base consisting of boundless space. It has no bound, and thus it is unbounded. What is spatially unbounded is unbounded space. Unbounded space is the same as boundless space. That boundless space is a base in the sense of habitat for the jhana, whose nature it is to be associated with it. And the deity's base is for deities. Thus, it is the base consisting of boundless space. He enters and dwells in, having reached that base consisting of boundless space. Having caused it to be produced, he dwells with an abiding consisting in postures that are in conformity with it. This is the detailed explanation of the base consisting of boundless space as a meditation object. When he wants to develop the base consisting of boundless consciousness, he must first achieve mastery in the five ways in the attainment of the base consisting of boundless space. Then he should see the danger in the base consisting of boundless space in this way. This attainment has fine material jhana as its near enemy and it is not as peaceful as the base consisting of boundless consciousness. So having ended his attachment to that, he should give his attention to the base consisting of boundless consciousness as peaceful, adverting again and again as consciousness consciousness, to the consciousness that occurs pervading that space as its object. He should give it attention, review it, and strike at it with applied and sustained thought. But he should not give attention simply in this way, boundless, boundless. As he directs his mind again and again onto that sign in this way, the hindrances are suppressed. Mindfulness is established and his mind becomes concentrated in access. 
He cultivates that sign again and again, develops and repeatedly practices it. As he does so, consciousness belonging to the base, consisting of boundless consciousness arises in absorption with the past consciousness that pervaded this space as its object. Just as that belonging to the base consisting of boundless space did with the space as its object. But the method of explaining the process of absorption should be understood in the way already described. And at this point, it said, it is said, by completely surmounting Samatikama, the base consisting of boundless space, aware of unbothered consciousness, he enters upon and dwells and dwells in the base consisting of boundless consciousness. Herein, completely is as already explained. By surmounting the base consisting of boundless space, the jhana is called the base consisting of boundless space in the way already stated, and its object is so called too. For the object too is boundless space, akasanancham, in the way already stated. And then, because it is the object of the first immaterial jhana, it is its base in the sense of habitat, as the deity's base is for deities. Thus, it is the base consisting of boundless space. Likewise, it is boundless space and then, because it is the cause of the jhanas being of that species, it is its base in the sense of locality of the species, as Cambodia is the base of horses, Thus, it is the base consisting of boundless space in this way also. So it should be understood that the words by surmounting the base consisting of boundless space include both the jhana and its object together, since this space consisting of boundless consciousness is to be entered upon and dwelt in precisely by surmounting, by causing the non-occurrence of and by not giving attention to both the jhana and its object. Mira Linnea, I'm so sorry, I'm so used to jumping in right after Laszlo. I think I was skipping over you too. Are you able to read 29? Uh, Penelope, hi. Are, is your mic set up? Are you able to read 29? I'm sorry, I don't think we're able to hear you. I'm sorry, you might be muted um, somewhere, perhaps in your settings. If you can check that, we'll, we'll get back to you on the next time around. Unbounded consciousness. What is meant is that he gives his attention thus. 
unbounded consciousness to that same consciousness that occurred in pervading as its object the space, as unbounded space, or unbounded refers to the attention, for when he gives attention without reserve to its consciousness that had the space as its object, then the attention he gives to it is unbounded. What is said in the Vibhanga, unbounded consciousness, he gives attention to that same space pervaded by consciousness, he pervades boundlessly, hence unbounded consciousness is said. But in the passage, Tamyeva Akasam Vinyanena Putam the instrumental case by consci consciousness must be understood in the sense of accusative for the teachers of the commentary explain its meaning in the in that way what is meant by he pervades boundlessly is that he gives attention to that same consciousness which had pervaded that space tamyeva akasam Putam Vinnanam He enters upon and dwells in the base consisting of boundless consciousness. It has no bound, anta literally end, thus it is unbounded. What is unbounded is boundless, and unbounded consciousness is called boundless consciousness, that is Vinyanancham. Vinyanancang, in contracted form instead of Vinyananancang, which is the full number of syllables. This is an idiomatic form. That boundless consciousness is the base in the sense of foundation for the jhana, whose nature it is to be associated with it. As the deity's base is for deities, thus it is the base consisting of boundless consciousness. The rest is the same as before. This is the detailed explanation of the base consisting of boundless consciousness as a meditation subject. Again, this chapter does um, this neat thing of showing us how ancient this practice of using a mantra is. And it's why I've started to use the word mantra to describe our practice. I remember um, we were having a discussion on the internet some time ago and one, one bhikkhuni was on and she said, we don't use mantras. That's she, she said, she kind of, she kind of um, joked about it and said, oh, you know, you have to understand that it's not a mantra. We're not talking about it. And I said, well, actually, that is how I describe it. Um, and it's, it's useful because it's, it, it puts in mind um, the context as opposed to just being something new that we've just thought up in modern times. It's actually quite the opposite. It's like people have given up the idea of using a mantra or they've gotten kind of lazy, you could say, and just want to sit and be mindful, whatever that means. Okay, the word mantra also gives the meaning of a spell, right? That's a modern meaning, I think. Well, there may be something, but that, that's a conflation. It's not what the word actually means. Actually, I'm not even sure what it means. I've looked it up before, but a mantra is just a word that is used to to, to focus the mind. Okay. But yeah, in, in Thai they call mon, mon is uh, 
comes from mantra mun means uh, a spell. But, uh, it's, uh, there were mantras that were used in Hinduism in the Vedas, the later Vedas, I think, um, has spells, and those are picked up by Buddhist cultures as well. So I'm wondering if we should stop there because we're almost halfway and don't think we'll get through all of it today. That sounds good. Thank you, Bhante. And thank you, everyone. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Sadhu Bhante. Sadhu Bhante. Thank, thank you, you everyone. Sadhu Bhante. Sadhu Bhante. Sadhu Bhante. Sadhu. Um, Marilyn, 